Welcome to the Walk Podcast of the Thompson Institute, a podcast for students and faculty on your walk across campus as a resource for your spiritual journey. I'm Aaron Badenhop. And I'm Jordan Browning. And we are your hosts and fellow Buckeyes. Well, welcome back for the first time of fall semester 2018 at OSU to the Walk podcast. And if you're new to the podcast, you might be wondering what this podcast is all about. Well, on our campus, we know that there are students and faculty that are spiritually curious. They're interested to have uh, more clarity about what they believe about God, about uh, their religious beliefs. And uh, at the same time, we know that spirituality and religion are actually rarely talked about in a university context. We listen to professors teach classes uh, about all kinds of technical subjects, about their research, but we rarely hear about their own personal experiences with spirituality, with their, their beliefs. Uh, but the professors are some of the most uh, intelligent and well-studied people that exist in the world today. And so the WOG podcast is about uh, interviews with OSU professors or occasionally guest professors or academics from other campuses that have come to OSU uh, as uh, visiting professors to ask them questions about their spiritual experiences and beliefs. And we do that in bite-sized chunks so that you can listen to our interviews on your walk across campus. Our next guest on the walk is Dr. M. Jane Goldman. Dr. Goldman is a clinical associate professor of pediatrics at The Ohio State University College of Medicine and a member of the section of ambulatory pediatrics at Nationwide Children's Hospital. She received her medical degree from OSU in 1982 and a second doctoral degree from Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary in 2010. Dr. Goldman's clinical interest is in primary care, ADHD, and doctor-patient communication and its impact on health outcomes. Dr. Goldman has decades of experience in academic medicine, but also has decades of experience as a spiritual mentor to medical students at OSU. Physicians now practicing across the country would attribute much of their personal growth to Dr. Goldman's guidance in their lives. She has long been known for both her wisdom and her care. Without further ado, our interview with Dr. M. Jane Goldman. Well, uh, Dr. Goldman, thank you so much for being a part of the Walk podcast. It's a pleasure to have the chance to interview you. And uh, I think to help our listeners, it would be good for you to introduce yourself a little bit. Could you talk to us about who you are and, and the work that you do? Sure. It's good to be here. Thanks for inviting me. So I'm a pediatrician, a primary care, a general pediatrician, and I'm also in academic medicine. So what that means, in academic medicine, we have three missions, uh, patient care, research, and education. So I work for Nationwide Children's Hospital, but I take care of patients in a low-income neighborhood. We have 13 clinics around Columbus, and I've worked in all of them at some point, but I'm settled at the hilltop. And most of my career has been spent in uh, patient care and in education. I've taught students in the clinic and in small groups, and I've designed 
small group curriculum over at OSU for the first and second year students. But now, when I'm not seeing patients, I work in health equity. Um, There I do quality improvement projects to try to address gaps in care or outcomes for different disparities. So right now I have three projects that I'm working on, and that is um, increasing the rates of the HPV vaccine that prevents cancer, uh, smoking cessation in the families of the infants that we see, and um, reducing infant mortality related to unsafe sleep. So that's a little bit about what I do. That's a, is that through Ohio State, the health equity, or is that through Nationwide? Um, Nationwide Children's is the pediatric department of OSU. Oh, okay. Yeah, so the work I do, the health equity is at Nationwide Children's Hospital, mm-hmm. but it is part of OSU. Okay, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So would you have anything to do? I, my wife and I recently had a daughter, and uh, a big we delivered at Riverside, and a big thing was safe sleep and sleeping on their back, the infant sleeping on its back. And then even uh, we were able to get like a free baby box and it yes. came with all these resources on yes. helping you learn these things. Is that exactly. part of what you're doing? Okay. Exactly. So there's a huge, I call it a tsunami in Ohio to reduce infant mortality. And so in Columbus, we all work with, through Celebrate One and we all talk about the ABCs of safe sleep alone on your back in a crib and the S for smoke free. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. So you got it down. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so we were, we were curious too, like what, what you think or what you've experienced as some misconceptions or misunderstandings Mm -hmm. of Christianity in kind of in your academic context, but maybe even in the work context as a, a pediatrician. Okay. Well, I guess, um, just in general, some people might think that science and religion don't mix. You know, there's this um, misconception that belief in God is incongruent with the study of medicine or science. And, you know, the scientific method is a very logical approach, a systematic way to answer questions and to try to remove bias and then to authenticate the answers and um, reproduce the answers. And so I was thinking back about um, when I was a little girl in science, and we talked about things you could prove through your senses, you know, what you can see, what you can hear, what you can smell, taste, touch. And I was thinking, well, if asked, I don't think I could prove God, you know, through my senses. Mm. We do have historical evidence for Jesus Christ, but I don't think that I could prove to somebody the existence of God. But I really think that um, science is reality, but reality is much more than science, Mm. and that there's um, a lot more to reality than what we can touch. So there is spiritual power in life beyond our scientific understanding. So for me, just because I can't use a scientific method to prove God exists doesn't mean that he does not, or that God is irrelevant to uh, my life or my work. Hmm. So that's just one of the general misconceptions that I think people tend to have about science and religion sometimes. Um, Another misconception, and this is probably just in general, but I feel it with my colleagues, is that being a Christian is being a good person, but it's mostly about following a set of rules. 
and uh, mostly don'ts, um, and uh, not really having much fun <laughs> in <laughs> life, <laughs> and that by living according to these strict rules, Christians become judgmental. And um, I believe being a Christian is about having a relationship with God through Christ. And it's about being forgiven and forgiving others. And the media sometimes portrays Christians from a very negative point of view, so much so that it makes it hard um, to overcome this stereotype. And I want to treat my staff and my patients, all of them, with respect and compassion, no matter what their background is. And when I think of Jesus, he was a revolutionary. He was radical. And he treated all people with respect, especially those that other people had a hard time with. Hmm. And so being a Christian means following in his footsteps. And so I don't always do this well, but I I want to treat people the way I think Christ would. And that's why I think it is so important for people to know that being a Christian is about being forgiven and forgiving other people. So we, more than anyone maybe, should be more um, respectful and be able to give grace to other people, mm-hmm. give them the benefit of the doubt. Well, that makes sense. I feel like even in Christianity, a, a huge part of it is that I understand how I don't measure up to who God is and his standard, but that despite that or in spite of that, Jesus came, uh, lived, died, resurrected so that I can have life. And so I know as a Christian, um, I'm, I'm even potentially maybe, uh, the capacity for gratefulness for what I do have and, and even the grace that I can extend to others should be, you know, uh, monstrous because that, that grace has been, um, extended to me in, in a huge way. And I know that personally, I don't know if that's kind of like what you were yes. uh, saying. Yeah. 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 Cool. Hmm. It's interesting to hear you talk about that because I, I think you, you talked about the media sometimes misportraying mm-hmm. Christianity mm-hmm. Or, or Christians, but I think there's a lot of people who experience Christians to be the opposite of what you're describing, that, that it's possible for some uh, sort of outsiders to the Christian faith to observe that Christians seem to be judgmental, like, like you talked about, that they tend to, to withhold forgiveness for right. people who um, who are sort of outsiders to the Christian faith. And so uh, I'm just curious if you have um, any thoughts as to why you think that is or, um, yeah, just curious. I think I would take them back to the cross and um, take them back to perhaps where they came to the end of themselves when they realized that they were not good enough, where they actually surrendered to Christ and received his forgiveness. Um, And remember, remember that we are all equal at the foot of the cross and that we all Um, one sin is not greater than another. We are all uh, sinners. So I don't know if they've been to the cross, Mm -hmm. but um, I think that's where I would take them back and Mm -hmm. just to the very roots of what it means to follow Christ. Mm -hmm. Because once you have come to the end of yourself and you've received that forgiveness, 
uh, it gives you a sense of freedom. Um, you no longer have to prove anything to anybody, so you shouldn't be threatened from those who are different than yourself. Because that's what I think. I think there's a fear there mm-hmm. that people have, and so they want mm-hmm. to uh, insulate themselves or um, somehow. I don't, I don't know. I think it's a threat to them when people are different from themselves, and so I think that there's some fear there. Mm-hmm. I think there are probably some listeners who are at a place where they're really trying to figure out what they think about God and about spirituality and are um, sort of on this journey of uh, trying to figure out what they think about Jesus. Was he who Christians say that he is? Um, So I'm wondering, what would you say is sort of the most important message you could share about what Christianity actually is? In other words, if Many consider Christianity to be a sort of a story, a, a meta narrative. Uh, what what would you say that might help someone to explain sort of the the most important things to know about Christianity? Okay, well, first of all, I guess if someone is interested, that makes me excited because I think sometimes we um, we don't take the time to think about the things that are really important. So. I would encourage anybody who is uh, listening, who is thinking about spiritual things to um, to continue down that journey. So what I've already said about Christianity is that it's about a relationship. It's a, it's a relationship with God, and that is awesome. So um, my story goes like this, that um, God is the creator and the designer and he designed humanity with the ability to choose. Um, our, he gave us our own will to decide. And we could choose good, we could choose bad, we could choose to help or to hurt, we could be selfish or we could be selfless. Um, and basically, we did not choose well. And um, sometimes we do, but um, you might say that humanity is broken. Um, we make good decisions, but when we made the bad decisions, we broke that relationship with God. We are separated from Him. And no matter how hard we try, we're never going to be able to be good enough. And um, our bent is towards ourself, our selfishness. And um, God designed us to be in a relationship with Him, but our choosing our own way is sin, and that is what has caused the gap. And so to remedy the situation, he sent his son, Jesus Christ. And you can read about it in the Gospels. There are four eyewitness accounts. Anyway, Jesus always chose what God wanted, so he never sinned, and he was able to reconnect us to God through his death. And it's been called the Great Exchange, and I love that. Um, He took our place and paid the price for our sin through his death. So the take-home point is that no matter how hard we try to earn, achieve, uh, deserve, win, um, to be connected back to him, that's that's really not what it's all about at all. Um, That's not how it works. It's a gift. It's it's for free. Um, There are no strings attached. Uh, We can't earn it. But we surrender and we receive 
and accept the gift so we confess that we're not perfect and uh, that we do choose our own way. And then we ask God for forgiveness and we thank him for sending his son, Jesus Christ, and we choose to follow him. You know, when I think about that, though, I think he chose us way before we even chose him. And uh, when we when we do this, it's only the beginning. It's only the beginning, and it life gets better from here on out. It's like a big faith adventure. So I'd say the end. That's the end of my <laughs> short little story, but it's really just the beginning. Well, Jordan, I really liked how Dr. Goldman talked about how it is true that God has made each human being with the ability to choose and that we have this ability to choose, but we have not chosen well, uh, as she put it. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, if we're really honest, we can recognize that there are choices that, that we've made in our lives that we regret. And even if we don't recognize that there's this objective morality from the outside that imposes its will upon us, that even our own sense of how we want to live our lives, you know, our own sense of uh, what we think we ought to do, uh, even if it's kind of a sense of uh, subjective morality, but even our own subjective morality, if we're honest, I think most of us would say, yeah, we don't even live up to our own standards of how we want to live our life, of, of what's right and wrong. And and I think that's significant because uh, I think it's easy to think that Christianity is all about doing the right things. It's all about this these rules that we follow. But but Jesus said that he came to to heal the sick. <laughs> he didn't he didn't come for those who had it all together. Who didn't didn't need a physician, so to speak. So uh, yeah, it's it's significant that Jesus is looking for people who recognize that they don't have it all together. I like that, and it, it even. What stood out to me, uh, I think, even extends the thought that uh, I appreciate her juxtaposition between, um, or, or maybe her calling out the difference between cr- seeing Christianity as just a set of rules to follow, like you pointed out, rather than seeing Christianity um, as following in the footsteps of the person of Jesus. She emphasized relationship a lot, and I think if Christianity is simply a set of rules, uh, that is a devoid of relationship. Um, and it, it's significant. I'm wondering if for those of us listening to Dr. Goldman, uh, as we walk away from this uh, portion of the interview, uh, wondering if, we're, you know, it's worth thinking through. Uh, do do I consider Christianity to simply be a set of rules uh, or, or is it an opportunity to um, walk in the footsteps um, of a man that has so compelled me through his life, death, and resurrection that uh, I have, I, this is this is what life is all about. Well, uh, our goal um, is to release a new podcast every other Monday. So please uh, take a moment, if you haven't already, to subscribe to our podcast, and you'll be notified when the next part of our interview with Dr. Goldman is available. And we're going to ask her all about what she means when she said that we ought to come to the end of ourselves and what it is like for her to be both a Christian and a physician. Thanks so much for listening to The Walk of the Thompson Institute. The personal views presented by the scholars and professors on our podcast do not represent the views of their employer. For upcoming events and for more information, visit thethompsoninstitute.org, a program of CREW at Ohio State.